I didn't feel it like a business. I never thought that I need to have more jobs or more content on the platform or I need to have more traffic. I would only put stuff that you know I felt would be really interesting to my friends. And even if that meant that I didn't post anything for a few days, that was okay, and I didn't care. And that is, I think, what resonated with a lot of people. Accidental inventions have changed the world, from penicillin to X-ray machines. So have several accidental businesses. Imagine a world when more accidental businesses could be developed successfully. Welcome to the Business Developer Podcast, the source of inspiration for business developers, accidental or intentional. By listening to this podcast, you may gain some ideas, inspirations, or food for thought towards your own journey of developing your business successfully now or in the near future. In today's episode, we shall hear about the story of developing an accidental business. Today's guest is someone who has been there, done that. He started a hobby blog which turned into a flourishing business and then got acquired by one of the leading companies in the domain. I would let our guest Tarun Mata, founder of imjobs.com and hiris.com, tell us all about that. So, without further ado, please join me in welcoming our guest Tarun Mata. Hello Tarun, welcome to the Business Developer Podcast. Thanks for taking out time to join this episode. Hi Sujay, thanks for inviting me. Great Tarun. Tarun, if you may know, the objective of this podcast is to become a source of inspiration for the listeners who by listening to the experiences shared by seasoned individuals like you could gain some ideas, inspirations or food for thought towards their own journey of developing their business. So Tarun, to get started, can you please tell us about yourself? Sure. So I am the founder of imjobs.com, which is India's most popular recruiting platform for management professionals. I started the company as a side project back in 2010. It was subsequently acquired by InfoEdge in 2019. InfoEdge is India's one of the largest online classifieds company that runs brands like Nokri, 99 Acres, Jeevan Sathi, Shiksha, etc. That's great. So what did you do before you started this company and what led you to start this company? Sure. Uh, so my uh, you know personal background is that I did my uh, engineering in computer science from IIT PHU. Worked for a year, went to IIM Indore, and uh, when I graduated, uh, you know, like most fresh graduates, I didn't have a very strong sense of what is it that I wanted to do. So I over next you know five six years, I switched seven eight jobs. You know, just trying to kind of figure out what is it that I liked and wanted to pursue. Worked in all sorts of roles, you know, roles in product, business analysis, marketing, sales, so on. And that's when, you know, I started IM Jobs as a blog, as a side project to help, you know, friends and colleagues and community find interesting job opportunities. Wow, this is so interesting. You started a blog and converted into a successful business. Tarun, imagine, you know, there are 600 million blogs today. And I am sure there are many, many bloggers who might be dreaming of to convert their blog into a successful business. You have achieved, which is a dream for most bloggers, Tarun. What did you do that it turned into a success and that you could set up a business around it? I mean, back then I used to spend a lot of time looking for jobs and I used to switch jobs so often. And whenever I, you know, met friends and colleagues and batchmates, people would ask me uh, about salaries in various companies and which company is hiring. And, you know, those were the conversations that I used to be part of. A lot of recruiters would reach out to me and say, hey, could you refer any of your batchmates or could you just forward it to your institute's mailing list and so on. So what I started doing was that, you know, whichever opportunities that I really like, 
and i felt that you know my friends would also like i would start you know posting them on the blog because the intent back then was you know not to build it as a business or build it as a large platform it was just a fun side project and i would only post jobs that i thought i would also like apparently people like that and you know the word spread and kind of started to get extremely uh, popular on its own so that's how it got started so you really focused on the content if i say and for the blogging world at least and for many domains and businesses content is the king so you were focusing on bringing the content and you having switched so many jobs was actually the reason and foundation behind it why you could make it happen i didn't feel it like a business i never thought that i need to have more jobs or more content on the platform or i need to have more traffic i would only put stuff that you know i felt would be really interesting to my friends and even if that meant that i didn't post anything for a few days that was okay and i didn't care and that is i think what resonated with a lot of people and uh, i think back then it was difficult to find high quality interesting jobs online and the other thing is i realized uh, much later was that job search is a very high involvement category right and when uh, when people are looking for jobs they would invariably ask their friends to refer when people switch jobs people ask about salaries and how they found those jobs and so on right so anything interesting or valuable that happens in the job search space the world spreads much faster there is one element of lot of help to the community there right to the society and it seems hearing you you started with that objective to help people around you with their job searches based upon the experience you had and based upon the information that you received through your own job searches right yeah back then there was no intent to you know monetize or any sense of how do we build a business it was just and you know i would mention the contact details of the recruiter and you know it would say hey if you want to reach out please write a mail to this particular person or call this number that was interesting yeah so what happened then so you were putting in good content was it then bringing traction if you remember it i know it's a quite long time back about 10 years or so how long did it take to get lot of attention and the viewerships or the readerships actually peaked it started to grow on its own and i didn't have any background in either recruiting or consumer internet and uh, any growth that i saw in traffic seemed like huge growth because i had not seen anything right and uh, it seemed interesting that you know my friends or people around me were you know aware of the platform i would you know get emails from random you know people on the internet saying hey this is such a great initiative or people saying hey i got this opportunity or i got this job through this particular posting on your site or getting mails from recruiters saying hey you know we hired somebody who came from the platform all that to me was extremely uh, fascinating right because i had by then you know worked for 6 7 years for the first time i felt that you know there was some meaning to what i was doing and that is what kept me going and then i also started reading up about early success or early companies in consumer internet in the us and i figured out and i realized that most of those companies started as you know hobby projects and side projects and grew extremely popular and it was fairly common for some of those companies to not focus on monetization or delay the monetization and kind of build the platform so that kind of gave me the comfort and i felt that you know if the platform is valuable and if people are able to find jobs and if you know employers are able to hire candidates through the platform we would at some stage figure out a way to monetize 
so that was the thought process back then i am really amazed talking to you and visualizing what you've gone through is really amazing now then if you take the thinking forward your blog was getting popular people were reaching out to you you were deriving your personal satisfaction from it and that's how you loved doing it as you enjoyed doing it at what point then you decide no let me give my singular focus to this and i want to only do this leave my job at what point did you decide to take that leap of faith to make i am jobs the blog as your singular focus one of the things that was happening was that i was getting so many jobs that i would stay up you know late till 2 3 am just to kind of you know respond to emails that i i was getting and to post those jobs and you know so on that i you know felt that it would probably make sense to do this full time there were two three things that were very interesting from my standpoint one was you know that there were four or five large companies in this space you know deep pockets spending a lot of money in advertising and promoting their platform and i had this small blog which was getting popular word of mouth and growing on its own so i felt that you know there is some value that is being generated in the summit i need to enable more of it so that's when i kind of decided to quit my job and do this full time again i didn't have a sense of how do we monetize it i had never bought or sold including products before that but again the view was that if we create value we'll figure out some way to capture it and i also felt that employers were anyway spending money on similar products and services so i felt that you know if we could build something interesting and valuable there is no reason why some of that budget would not shift to us so that was the thought process from a personal standpoint i had saved some money and i think one of the things that i did right was that i gave myself time i felt that you know i was not in any hurry to be successful and i felt that you know i with the money that i had saved i had a runway of i think 2 to 2 and a half years and what i did was i just kept my cost really low and there was a high level of confidence that you know if i could give myself a few years i will figure it out and make it work so that was the you know belief and thought process back then that's great and it was on a foundation that you enjoyed doing like doing right so you could take that pain for that at least even if you didn't have initial revenues you had that satisfaction yeah absolutely so i loved it i loved the fact that you know it was meaningful to a lot of people and it created impact and the ambition back then was just to kind of make it sustainable right and i felt that if i could somehow bring it to a level where you know i start covering my cost then i can do it forever and i felt that will be a great state to be in where i could do whatever i enjoy doing in a sustainable way yeah so you did not create that pressure on yourself on going for revenues and with and by keeping your cost low and the savings that you made and you could then focus on content and helping the community around you I think it is also important to understand you know that recruiting platform is a network effects business right and for some of these businesses it makes sense to scale faster and scale before you monetize right right and you know in a business like this the platform is more valuable to employers if there are you know candidates on the platform and it becomes more valuable to candidates if there are more jobs and more employers on the platform right so one side reinforces the other side yes and in a business like this i felt that you know it made sense to actually get to a critical mass and get to a scale before we start focusing on 
monetization and in hindsight seemed like a good call that you know i gave myself a few years to kind of get some of those pieces right and then we started you know reaching out to customers the brand was already built so what you did you created a flywheel effect of having the scale first and then you go for revenues it will build it up and that is very much critical for most network business and including the recruiting business which is very much network oriented business that's what i wanted to bring in for listeners to understand is to think about when you are working on a network business think about building up the scale there and the scale most likely would come in through the content that you are putting in and to have singular focus on content and not be rushing to actually start looking for revenues that might impact your content and which will maybe have a downward spiral effect great tarun how did you start the customers getting the paying customers that would be another important part of the story right so like i was saying uh, you know the platform started to get popular and uh, you know when we started reaching out to customers we realized that most people had already heard about amja most of them had used it also so that kind of you know gave us the credibility you know when we called them up and we met some of our initial conversations you know were about how do we because our offering was all free right so they could just post jobs and they could any candidate who liked would reach out and so on so it was extremely important for us to figure out what is it that we can offer to them that they would you know pay for right and i think we moved really fast on some of those things as we kind of met customers we got a lot of feedback on the platform we also got a lot of feedback on other services and other products that they were using and that kind of helped us figure out what are some of the things that we could build and that's how the the journey started we were able to kind of sign up a lot of customers really fast and you know we would just flow back whatever revenue we were generating to hire more sales people and hire more engineers and that's how it kind of got started then actually you looked at product market fit looked at your revenue model correct and then the see once you have customers on the platform then customers guide you and for a lot of things that we did we kind of co-created with some of our anchor customers and i would spend personally spend a lot of time traveling and meeting customers initially to sell but later you know just to kind of get a sense of how they are using the platform how they think about some of these things what are some of the interesting things that you know we could do that nobody else is doing and all that came out in you know some of those conversations with our customers and atharun you brought up two points you talked about anchor customers right tell us about that and the second part was you talked about having closeness to the customers so one of the things i realized was that you know most customers and most executives you know liked meeting entrepreneurs and you know they have obviously uh, most people who are in decision making position they get reached out by sales people and they get pitched all the time they were very happy to meet me as an entrepreneur and i in those conversation didn't sell them anything and those meetings were about understanding the landscape understanding some of the problems or challenges they were facing you know often they would have ideas around uh, things that could be built or things that they saw elsewhere or sometimes it, you know it was about some of the things that they were doing well internally that we felt that you know we could do it for some of our other customers so there were tremendous learning in uh, in those conversations and whenever uh, i felt that there was an opportunity to either create a feature or a separate product out of some of those conversations you know i would go back to our product team and engineering team and then you know we would try to build it and take it to the larger customer base i felt that there is this tremendous value in you know engaging and building some of those relationships 
and learning from some of those customers and then you know building products to help them and help more customers like those amazing story tarun i want to just share a statistics with you that i read only 50% of companies live past their fifth anniversary so there are lot of companies that drop off at that stage if you look back did you get some situations like the difficult situations around the fifth year in my case the first few years were harder till we figure out our first few customers and figure out a way to monetize but all this while you know i was extremely cost conscious and this is something that i was really cognizant of and i felt that See, the only way you would run out of business is when you run out of money and the way to never run out of money is to make sure that your costs are low and i feel that it's an extremely simple principle and if you could somehow keep your costs low and keep you know making progress and moving forward then you'll probably never run out of business so we were never at a stage where we were running out of money right all this while as we started to monetize in fact we became cash flow positive really fast because our cost was lower and as the product hit the market and people liked it the revenue started to grow but i think once the flywheel started to move then we never felt that you know we would ever run out of money then as you moved on your business started generating momentum you were setting up a team then you reached 10th year what happened then that a larger company as you said decided to take a significant stake in your company if you can take us through that process See, my view is that ultimately you have to build for the long term value in the company and when you build a company the basic principle is you solve a customer's problem that you can solve at scale in a way which is economically sustainable and uh, i feel that you know if you do the right things build the right product serve the customer in right way have the right attention do it in a way that your costs are less than your revenue and you know keep on growing all options are always available to you right and that's how we kind of kept building the company the other thing is that uh, you know the company is different from the entrepreneur who's who started the company and one must do things which are right for the company and the platform and i felt that the platform i am jobs and hirish which we subsequently built probably uh, would grow better to be a larger platform as part of influence rather than being an independent company so that's how we took that call in 2019 and i feel that it's good for the platform it's good for the customer because it kind of gives us the resources distribution and opportunity to kind of invest back in the platform and make it larger and what you said there tarun is another very important part there are two different conundrums if i can say so entrepreneurs treat the business as their baby and have so much emotional attachment and they are very much connected to it and then you said the other part that the entrepreneur is different and the company is different and you need to think what's right for the company i think both are true obviously there is a very high level of emotional attachment with product or platform or company that you build but one way to think of it is like the example you give is is like your baby right so when the baby grows up the the baby walks out right right and uh, while it might be your baby the baby is still a different person right yeah and may he or she may have a different path that he or she may pursue right and you know walks out of the door and leads his or her own life right so so that's one needs to think about it yeah i think that's a very practical way of thinking yes correct great tarun i think it was a very interesting discussion with you today the whole journey that you took us through how you started from a hobby blog doing your day jobs 
decided to make that blog uh, helpful to the community by bringing in the right content. And then it took it up from there because it was actually helping the community. They keep coming to you and that actually pushed you to give your singular focus to it, set it up a separate company, starting approaching customers, listening to the customers, getting their feedback. You focused on getting scale first and then you got into the revenue part of the business and you achieved speed. With speed, you went back to your customers with their need and that's how you took it up and convert it into a successful business. And also with the principle of keeping your cost low, thinking that you do not have the right to spend the money that you do not earn. That's the summary I could get from your discussion. Is it well captured or do you think there is another aspect that we missed out here that you think is important to bring up? No, I think it's very well captured. And I hope your listeners found it interesting and, and useful. Great, Tarun. If some of our listeners wish to engage with you further and get some more ideas and maybe discuss some of the challenges they are facing, how could our listeners reach out to you? I'm reachable on my email ID, tarun at ironjobs.com. I'm also present on you know most popular social media platforms. So feel free to connect and reach out. That's great, Tarun. Thanks a lot for coming to the Business Developer Podcast. It was really my honor, I will say, to host you on this episode. Thank you very much and you have a nice day ahead. Thank you, Sujay. Accidental businesses are a reality. It can happen with you too. Also, the principles used or developed in an accidental business could be applied to intentional businesses. Hope this episode has helped you to gain ideas, inspirations or food for thought to develop your business successfully. Do give me a high five if you like this episode. I would also love to hear your feedback and suggestions for improvement. My contact information is provided in the episode notes. That's it for now. See you again in the next episode of the Business Developer Podcast. Stay happy, healthy, curious to learn and watch out. You may be developing the next accidental business. Bye for now.